What's up, Record Spinners? Welcome to another episode of the Record Spinner Podcast. I'm your host, Noel. And today I have, of course, another amazing episode, another special episode for you guys. Doesn't revolve around records as is, you know, I'm going to do these shows every now and again. So if you're, if you plan on sticking around, just understand that that the range um, of what I want to cover and what I want to touch on with this project isn't just simply jazz records and records and vinyl, all of that good stuff. I'm a black man who's studied political science, so of course, and who lives in D.C., right? The, the seat of government for the entire nation. Um, so there will be episodes where I kind of delve into or have a guest delve into politics and social stuff. This episode, I have a friend of mine who is well-versed as an understatement. It's going to be men and women like this young brother who lead the way into the future of what this nation ought to be. I feel like, and I've, I've often told him this in conversation, in personal conversation, but I often feel like I'm looking at who I kind of was when I was his age. Not that he's so much younger than me, but just that, not the, I, I hate that idealist word because it, it kind of gives a, a, a weird connotation of like, of, uh, of naivete. He's not a naive guy. He very much understands the realness of what we're dealing with, what we're up against as a nation and as a black people. But he's still able to be not jaded like myself. Say what you want. My jadedness comes from a place of experience and understanding that the people who we're dealing with, also known as white people, they don't either understand the issue fully, don't want to understand the issue fully, don't care to understand the issue fully, or benefit way too much to give a damn about the situation fully. So yes, jaded is perfect, but I haven't given up on my people and our ability to overcome all of the things that have gone into setting us back. This conversation shows shows that, shows the, the intelligence of this young man, the brilliance of this young man, and of course shows uh, my interview skills, <laughs> of course. So I hope that uh, I hope that you enjoy it. It'll be in two parts, sort of like the the Jonathan show that I haven't released. Still working on that show, John. Don't worry, I'll be done soon. Um, I'm a very slow editor, by the way. It's that's the worst part of all this for me. Is I have projects on projects on projects that have just been backlogged because of the editing process. So if you're a good editor. And you and you take direction well because I, I I do want my creative process to still be intact here. Um, give me a shout. I got some work for you. I may pay. I probably won't though. <laughs> if you have questions, comments, concerns, complaints, compliments, email them to me at the Record Spinner Podcast at gmail dot com. Follow me on IG and Twitter at Rebirth of the Cool. And of course, please don't forget about the website. That is therecordspinner.com. I really do appreciate all of the support so far. I hope that you enjoy this episode with me and a friend.
you're the first official guest, so like you really get a, a big round of applause for that, bro. Um, like seriously, like uh, I mean, I had Jonathan on, uh, yeah. but that was before it was even called the Record Spinner, right? This was yeah, I, I had that. a I had a podcast that I was doing on uh, SoundCloud for like maybe two or three episodes, and it was mm -hmm. called the Solo Cast. And it was like me and John would just hop on and talk politics. John is an old college friend, and he's really, right. really smart guy too, a white guy. And, <laughs> and, you know, for me, like right now in my frame of mind and what I want to do with this whole like platform and, and trying to build a like this fan base, this organic, like this organic forum, all the forum stuff I'm doing with my website, everything that I'm doing right now with the Record Spinner name, um, I want to do that in the name of like blackness. I want to do that right. in the name of like hipping black people to cool black music that may have been lost for so long. And, um, and I, I, of course, yeah, I'm going to have like white guests on. I'm going to have, you know, all that stuff. But I want it to be centered because I feel like we have so much stuff Very as much. black people. Mm -hmm. And, and for, for us, honestly, we get most of that brought back to us like, reintroduced to us almost by white people and and again no shots like that's cool I, I love the fact that you know there are white people like gals peterson and and others who like are super into black culture but like that's not their job man like our the job of re of, of recreating or recontextualizing black culture is on black people and so right, facts. Like, like we have to do that you know and um and yeah i just hope that doesn't get lost in like you know, in the sea of all that's out there, right? Um, mm -hmm. But, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and uh, run the introduction for you, man, because, honestly, like, I was just thinking about this the the other night when I wrote this up. But, like, all these things you are, bro, like, it's really awesome, like, to know somebody like you, like, fitness guru, political hey, man, pundit. No, no, political pundit. Now, now you give me that. The, and, and the weirdest but the coolest part about you, dude, like, I, I think I've told you this before. This guy knows Japanese. Like, he's a Japanese culture dude. He knows the he knows the language and he knows the culture. Uh, he's just not, like, a super anime freak, right? He, but he is into that. But, like, uh, yeah, I watch it. Yep. he's also into, you know, the actual culture and the actual, you know, the language. Um, and he's also a friend of mine, man, from Maryland, dude. Uh, we got to give it up for Jeter Rebel, man. He's on the Record Spinner podcast today. And, you know, G, you have your own podcast. We've, we talked about this before. Uh, how did that podcast come about, Millennial Logic? So to give to give a little bit of a backstory, um, me and my sister, uh, Portia, we we met this. I think this was like 2015. This is right after I graduated from, from college. I was like in the midst of stuck at home at my mom's place trying to find a job. And we sat down. We was like, okay. We don't see a lot of, we don't see a representation of our generation millennials mm -hmm. on like, whether it's on the news or just out there in public, really speaking about the issues that, you know, that, that are near and dear to us, like in, here in this country. So what we decided to do was that we said, all right, first we wanted to start off by just doing like a website. Like we want to have a blog where we will talk about yeah. things and like, you know, make posts and everything like that. And, and we started it and, you know, we were in it for about a year or two and we kind of decided, like, okay, you know what? We need to do a podcast because podcast is that like podcast has been blowing up. Like, that's the thing. Like yeah. everybody and their mom got a podcast. Mm -hmm. Like literally. I think my mom's really about to start a podcast. <laughs> I, can see, I, 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 no, man, I can see my mom starting a podcast as well. So we, we all, just, so we decided, all right, let's, let's run this. So we did our research, uh, what platforms, how we're going to get on everything, like just starting out. And I think this was back like three years ago, I think it was. Mm -hmm. So we we hopped on, man, and we and we loved it. We we enjoyed doing it. And like to be honest, we had times where we fell off a little bit because of life and you know other things. But you know, we just kept it going. And then recently, I think it was what I I guess around um, about a year ago, ten months ago. Um, you know, my sister, she has her own business that she's running. She decided that it's best that she focus one hundred percent on that. And you know. Since then, I've been running the podcast Millennial Logic by myself, man. But it's just, it's just, it's just something. It was a project that now turned into something, something bigger in my eyes, and it's just something I just want to continue to build and use it to connect with, like millennials, you know, other young entrepreneurs, like 
you know, just a, just let's talk about it from talk about life and everything going on from like a real perspective. Like, you know, I'm not a fan of the mainstream news media. I'm sure you're not either. We talk about yeah, this. Yeah, we talk time. about this a lot. And, you yeah. know, I just want to get my my viewpoints on stuff, man. So that's kind of how it started. And I'm hoping to keep it going. Man. That kind of answers the next question, honestly, um, which is like, what's what's the hope of of millennial logic and and the purpose of kind of looking at society through the lens of like the millennial but like i think you touched on it perfectly dude there's so much going on like the millennials dude i, I know you've seen those memes like we've gone through <laughs> terrorist attacks recessions hey, man. We, we've been called <laughs> an lazy, attempted man. coup like yeah but like we've been through all of this like weird shit and like uh, i really think that the perspective of the millennial is uh, truly unique because before that i think each generation had one thing like that right like so you had you know generation x that went through like the great recession or one of the great recessions and some other you know some other stuff right you know. right right uh the the great the great generation i can't recall who the baby boomers or whatever the hell they're called they went yep. through the great depression right like they went through the big catastrophe back in in the in so long ago in world war Two and all that stuff so like each generation has like their thing but we have everything i feel like and and right. that's a very unique thing um yeah and and if you don't want me let me no, go for also it. and also to say this and another thing that me and me and Portia thought about when we did decide to make the podcast is that we are and i'm still a firm believer um even more so now the generation after ours that, that's coming up um i believe that millennials our generation was like kind of the first generation to really be that overall open-minded and inclusive because if we look at like, you know, Gen X, maybe not as much, but we look at the baby boomers and older generations, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're so conservative within their mindset, mm -hmm. they're not as inclusive as they, as you know, millennials are today. And I will make the argument that Gen Z coming up after us, they even more, they yeah. even more <laughs> inclusive than us. Like yeah. we, we see them out there. Like you see in teenagers out here, like, you know, protesting and going against everything that's wrong in this country. So, you know, I, it's like it the mindset was that you know we as millennials have to take that 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 mantle and be like nah we're the ones that are going to have to ultimately really address a lot of these issues that have been existing in this country since day one yep you know and that's some a belief that i had porsche had and honestly i i still have at this moment i feel like now we have more people involved like you know gen z coming up they're they're becoming adults and you know, there are other people that are older and older generations that are aware of these things. So, you know, it's just a, like we're we're the ones coming together to try to, like, you know, deal with this stuff. Yeah, man. One of my favorite things about the, the generation coming up and, and our generation, too, as millennials, is that we are hybrids. And what I mean by that is we take we're not all future looking forward looking. We, we do a bit right. of that. All of us do. But we also we're so focused on what has already been done and how it's led to this point. And I think that makes us and generation and, and the Zers, I think that's, is that the right word to call the, the generation after us? Um, is that, is that right? Z? Yep. <laughs> okay. Yep. Yeah. It, it, I, that, think, I think they call them zoomers. Okay. Zoomers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Zoomers. That, that's appropriate. Right. We're on zoom tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, but yeah, I, I think we have that very unique ability because of the technology we've been given and gifted and, and took part and created. Um, we are able to look at the past and be like, yo, like humanity is crazy. Like we've been through some crazy stuff, but like mm -hmm. there's a vision there too. And, and you see it with how we're moving, especially in American politics. Oh, I yes, think yes. how we're moving um, toward this fair want to be fair i guess uh, for lack of a better word wanting to be fair wanting to have make sure that everyone has basic needs taken care of this is where we're moving to man and i think uh the next generation once once these old heads are out of the office man like i, I feel like once millennials and, and and the zoomers are are in these positions of power uh, if these things are still around right that's gonna it's gonna happen you know no, nah, I mean, I think, I mean, that's, that's facts, man. And that's one of the things it, it frustrates me because a lot of us, um, who look at all the problems we have and it's like, oh my gosh, we, we, we need better representation. Like, you know, within our governments, within Congress and all that stuff that actually understands what's not just plaguing millennials, but just people in general, mm -hmm. like the American people. And we're sitting here, like a lot of us says like, well, 
it's only a matter of time before we're the ones that are in charge. But unfortunately, we have too many things going on when we're having, you know, the issue with police brutality, when we're yeah. having the issue of poverty, yeah. just to name a couple things and climate change and all that stuff going on right now. We unfortunately can't just simply sit down and wait for the older generations to get to retire and leave office and, uh, and us take over. This is kind of why we're in this fight, because we're like, nah, we can't wait. This is yeah, this is huge. And this is one of the things I love about you, bro. Um, you, that fire that you have for actual like change and making things like I think for me, I, and I don't listen to a lot of political talk, but right, right, right. you being among those who I do listen to in the political sphere who who talk like that raw politics, that on the hill type of stuff. Like mm -hmm. I, when I hear you talk about like how the youth really want this stuff and you having that that firsthand knowledge, having your your ear to the ground and being one of the young voices. Yo, I am I'm super excited to to just be a part, bro, like to just witness hey, it. Bro. You know what I mean? Like because um, I really feel that passion that you have toward making people's lives better um, mm -hmm. in, a, in, a, in, a, in an array of ways. Uh, but trying to do so in that political in that political arena is super important, man. And uh, and like you said, yeah, the, the kids aren't going to sit around and wait, man. They, they want these waiting. things now. Yeah. But, you know, with that, I, I want to lead into to like my first like real question here. Right. Um, what do you make of all this madness in the last few weeks here in D.C.? I, I heard you touch on it on your podcast. But yeah, man, it it, it was interesting because if. We're gonna I'm gonna take it back to what was it, January sixth, where I guess they were supposed to officially make it. I was like, all right, the election certify everything. Yeah, everything's Trump done. This win. is it's, I felt it. I felt something that day. I was like, something weird is gonna happen. I don't know what, but something weird is but, gonna happen. I felt it. Yeah, me too. But you know, obviously I didn't pay no I wasn't really thinking about it because the interesting part is, you know, like I said, I don't watch the mainstream news, but I have my other like progressive sources that I, I typically will watch on a daily basis, and no one was no one was really like keen to something really big happening. Now it's it, it's Donald Trump, and we already we mm -hmm. were already going through <laughs> the whole mess of him trying to like you know say the election was rigged, and then you know other Republicans came out on that. You know how a lot of his supporters are. I have to say, it fucking crazy. Um, like you know, out here <laughs> just, just going, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. So we were at a point where something was bound to happen, especially when they're getting closer and closer to the inauguration of now president joe biden mm -hmm. so i wasn't surprised but i wasn't really hearing anything or thinking about it and then maybe like the day before i heard is oh there's supposed to be some rally for donald trump you know downtown i was like oh, okay nightmare it was a nightmare. nightmare and then i'm i'm at home i mean i'm 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 blessed enough to still have my job and be able to work remotely and i was at home like on like you know just working like you know i think my mom called me up saying Hey, do you do? You, are you aware of what's going on? I was like, what? It was like, you know, they they're trying to break into the, the Capitol building. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and then this is the one of the few times I will turn on mainstream news like CNN or MSNBC. You whenever something big like this, you is had on to because yeah. they're interviewing everybody. Yeah, you had to. So I, like, so I turned it on, man, and I was like, oh no! Like they like they, literally on replay, like bro. them breaking in on the Senate floor. It, it and looked. It looked like I don't know if you ever seen uh, Olympus has fallen. It yep, looked like it looked like Olympus yep. has fallen. It just I'm like yo, like this is straight yep. out of a comic book for real. Like yes. <laughs> that's what I was saying. It's something that a lot of us have never seen on American soil in our lifetime. Yeah. Like, I like to say I know we're getting older. I know we're getting older, man. But yeah, I, I, we're still we're still on the young end. I like to believe that you we haven't what, been around for a long time. You know what the weirdest part for me was. Because you know, you know how I am. You, you know, I'm I'm sort of a doom and gloom type of person personally, right? Like, so I kind of expect the worst when it comes to politics and white people and all that stuff. But um, it was weird when I went to Giant. Like the it was like a few days after that had happened, right? And mm -hmm. like I thought everything had went back to normal. You know, I live in a cave and everything like that. I'm I'm super yep. disconnected almost. Like, so I go to I go to get a six pack over at uh at Giant. And the giant is right here on H Street, and so like I'm mm -hmm. I'm walking across the street and stuff, and I noticed that bridge, that H Street bridge, is closed, 
And guess what? Guess who I'm seeing like walking, rocking around like it's like just a Sunday morning? The National Guard. Like I'm like, yo, toting their like M16s, their M4 rifles. I'm like, hold on, hold on. When when did this happen? <laughs> like, I didn't, right. what did no, I miss? That, that's that's for real. Like, I was thinking about that because I know you you mentioned it in one of your recent episodes, just like a, a slight mention. I was thinking to myself, I'm like, oh damn, yeah. I was like, he does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, right there. I'm talking to a few other people that have like same boat because I'm like, all right, you know me, I'm 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 right on the outskirts of downtown. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, You're right so there. Luckily, yeah. I'm not seeing all that, but just hearing. Bro. Hearing all that, first off, I'm just gonna say this: you want to have National Guard? I'm like, they should have been there they that should, day. Yep. yep. And yep. you know, like, I, and going back to it, like when my mom called me and told me about it, she, she was like frantic. She was like, "Don't leave! Do not leave your! Don't leave your apartment tonight! Please don't go work out." Yeah, I remember that. Night. I go that work out my scary. Yeah. yeah, I go work out my dad's place, who was like 10, 15 minutes away, not in DC. I'm closer to DC than he is, but my mom was panicking and stuff like that, and I was like. I, I had to rush off the phone that moment when she said it, and I, and I know she was probably really stressed out because I, I was I was working. I think I had like a work call or something mm-hmm. came up, but then I called her right back. I said, "Look, fine, I'm not gonna go." But you know, just watching all that craziness, and I think in the interesting part, which is true, I was just saying, okay, this is just this is outrageous. But then on Twitter, everywhere I was hearing, the they're being. First off, they did not have a large police presence when they had nope. they had noticed that this was something that was probably going to go down or something Be like this. Extent, yeah, like days, weeks prior. Not only that, but then a lot of people which making good arguments, it's like, see how they're being nice to these individuals who just pretty much stormed the Capitol to stop a democratic process. Yep. They're like nicely walking like walking people out and escorting them, letting them go home. And we're and a lot of people are saying it's like, well, when we're having peaceful protests for Black Lives Matter and all these other movements, all of a sudden we're getting ran over by cars. Yeah. We get yeah, we're that, getting arrested. The, and it's like that dude. one picture, that one picture of uh, the one comparison of how they w- were so prepared when Black Lives Matter was here in D.C. Yep. And and they were all the all the National Guard was already on the Capitol steps. Compared that contrast that to what happened on January the 6th, man, and it's like, it's night and day. And if, and you know how I am about about this stuff, man, with, with my people, with black people. Absolutely. If you need a clearer picture of how they feel about you, look at that. Yeah. That's just one more to put in the collage, one more to put in in the scrapbook, if you will. Uh, because, hey, man, they, they were able <laughs> to organize a protest where they were essentially challenging uh, the results of a fair election right? Um, and get that close after everyone had already known how contested and, and, and just ugly this whole entire election year has been. Um, Not very true, man. That, it's, it's, it's yeah, just that takes the cake, man. No, <laughs> it, it does, man. It's just, just hearing about that. And I'm like, I think I, I mean, I was at my mom's place earlier today because uh, I was training her mm-hmm. and she, and I think we had the news on there and I think I saw some notes saying like National Guard and stuff is probably going to stick around through March. Whoa. In D.C. That's why I, sw- I saw Whoa. I was like as a headline as a possibility I was like wow because I'm like yeah. granted I know they like brought him in and it was the mindset I was like okay we need to get through the inauguration without any hiccups because I guess they were they were saying on the news there was a bunch of rumblings about possibility of more like well, best I'm believe riots. I'm calling them riots because they I'm like Trump supporters are not peacefully protesting. I'm like, they they they're literally out there drop like hiding pipe bombs and stuff like that. Listen, I'm like, they're trying to do stuff. That's if, not right. If, if I know redneck white people, how I think I know them, mm-hmm. the the quiet they call them the quiet right white riots. And mm-hmm. those things they're gonna they're gonna continue, man. Like right. the the difference between the left and the right has always been when when the right gets angry, they do silly, stupid shit. But when the left gets angry, they just, you know, they just get angry. Um, yeah. And yeah, man, I, I am very, very nervous, not just for the reports and stuff that have been coming mm-hmm. out, but just from what I've been seeing from from the day to day here, um, living not too far from, you know, the Capitol building and everything. Yeah. It's it's been quite, quite weird. Um, but I, yeah, man, I. I I know that I'm on ground zero. You know, that's that's part of that's part of the thing, right? That's you know, I'm not 
I'm not that, you know, blind to, you know, knowing where I live and, and where I chose to live, right? Like, um, but if I did, if I had to say I wasn't, if I was completely, like, fine with all of this, I couldn't say that with a straight face. Obviously. Um, yeah, man. But, you know, it's, it's weird. Um, white, the, the white people who were, who were out there and even some of the black people who were out there, yeah. the the strangest thing i noted throughout the whole thing mm-hmm. was just like you, you kind of alluded to it already but just how they were like handled by yes. authorities like yep. this wasn't some like people were you know fighting them you know pushing them back and you know getting them off of them how many people i think we had three casualties right and and one think, was an I officer was, yeah i think it was like it was maybe I think it was more than three. I think it was like four or four, six. Four I can't like remember. Okay. I think I think one one woman, which they had video footage and obviously they were running on the news, got got shot. Mm-hmm. And at that point no one knew what like how she got shot. I think it was an officer that was in the Capitol building. I think they cause obviously at that point, once people started storming in, you know, you 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 had congressmen and women in there. So, mm-hmm. you know, obviously mm-hmm. you had police and they were like barricading doors and stuff like that. And obviously if anyone's going to try to bust through the door or do something, they technically have the right to let fire. Yeah. And I think, I think one woman got, um, who was trying to do something, try to get in somewhere. I'm like, she got shot. I don't know if she was really about to really succeed in breaking through, or if it was like kind of a warning sign from the officers that were within. Um, but yeah, that happened with her. Um, she was a Trump supporter and there were officers that also lost their lives. I think one was actually beat with a extinguisher or something like oh that. Like they were, they, they were yeah. some that would like beat. And I'm sitting here like, like really? Well, I'm it's telling like, you right now, man, like the fact that, you know, we said it earlier, but like the fact that we know the results would have been way different had that been, you know, not even black people, but just like an organization like Black Lives Matter doing yeah, it that. It wouldn't have happened. It yeah. wouldn't have happened. That is just they would have. It's the wildest thing, man. It's the wildest thing. And if they would have gotten that close and and pressed that hard, that would have been an entire. That would have been a nightmare. That would have been a massacre, dude. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and, like just just thinking about that. Yeah, and yeah, and and I, and that's why I told on that episode. I told black people. I just told them to stay low, man. Because yeah. listen, I know. I know the truth about both parties and how they don't care about you. And yep. I don't particularly care about them either. Um, them being white people, <laughs> but, but, but for real, like I, I really think that for, for us to get past this, for us to move past this as black people and, and as people who want to, to see black people succeed in this right. country where we're, we're not, we're designed to not succeed. Um, we have to have a little bit of that understanding, that knowledge that like what we're seeing is the overt stuff. But in yep. this lead, leading into my next question here, mm-hmm. but what we're not seeing, the covert stuff matters almost just as much. So is there anything you like from the current slash new administration um, that you think that they're doing or going to do for for people of color, black people? Uh, or is there anything you're excited for for this new administration? I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be 100 with you, bro. I, honestly, I, I I I there's nothing really I'm excited. I mean, you you and me talked about it. I'm like I, <laughs> full disclaimer. I'm, I'm I was not a Biden supporter. Biden was not in my t- matter of fact. I made the argument that going back to the Democratic oh primary, God, yeah. Biden was not in my top five. Yeah, I, I remember and, I remember know, those conversations. Yeah, lunch breaks. Not, yeah, he was. Yep, he was not in my top five. Yeah, so. When he won, I'm like, granted, my personal belief was that anybody on the Democratic side is better, better than, than the monster that we had. Yeah, I believe so. That. I was like, and obviously it, it came down to essentially one on one between him and Bernie. And obviously, if you guys do pay attention to the politics, the Democrats made a they they played a perfect move right before Super Tuesday that pretty much just killed Bernie's shots mm-hmm. uh, because everybody mm-hmm. dropped out and endorsed Biden. Yep. Yeah. And then it was like that was a rap. And then he started getting like he got like Clyde Bourne, like Bourne's like endorsement. He, Obama came out. And like at that point, it was it was a rap. So rap, he won. Man. So it, it happens. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna keep on that. Obviously, I'm so bitter by it. But he 
honestly um well let me stop you real quick so uh, do you consider yourself a bernie bro because you know bernie bros they get a lot of flack i honestly get mistaken for a bernie bro a lot but i'm not a bernie bro i'm I'm a little more bit more extreme than that actually so (laughs) so yeah so so here here's the thing man i honestly i feel like the bernie bro like term was was what it brought up in 2016 yeah yeah by the clintonites the clintonites and they they tried it they made it seem like these are bernie sand supporters who are whether they're sexist or this or that were doing everything in their power to attack at the time hillary clinton or mm-hmm. anybody who supported her or anybody else um during that well anybody else it was only it was only her and bernie i guess what was it martin o'malley was in there for a minute yeah yeah he, he was in there out. to the very was, end yeah yeah and he was done but you know <laughs> and so when I hear Bernie bro, I look at that as I, I feel like that was just like a negative term yeah. that people that they created to um tr- to try to say, look, these are bad people who claim who support Bernie, but they're actually not good people. And then they made it that like, oh, now everybody who is a Bernie supporter is a Bernie bro, or I guess for women, Bernie sisters. I don't know. I don't know what they were called. I think we still called but, them bros too. I think. Yeah, that's what I'm so, <laughs> so here's my thing. I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I don't, I don't give into that particular term. Um, I feel like, do I think there are bad actors on everybody's side? Yeah, there were some Bernie Sanders supporters who were acting out and doing. Yeah, too much. yeah, we talked about them. Um, we talked about them. Yeah. I, I remember but, those conversations. Yeah, hundred percent. But at the end of the day, I'm like, I mean, you want to call me? I mean, I'm not look. I mean, I don't, I don't go out attacking anybody who doesn't support Bernie Sanders. I'm like, I'm a very open minded individual. Mm-hmm. But you know, I supported his ideas and what he was trying to do. And even to this day, we still see it right now. He's one of the very, very few people in like that we have elected in our Congress that's actually trying to fight for something. Mm. So, you know, eh, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a Bernie Sanders supporter. I'm, I'm always going to I'm always going to, you know, roll with Bernie. Obviously, he's not going to run again. Well, one of the cool things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's, you know, four in four years from now, you know, I'm not hoping this. Right. But, you know, he's like, what, 70, 70 something, 70 he's getting, plus. He's like 70. Yeah, he's, he's getting up he's there. He's getting there. He's going to yeah. retire. Um, he's good for his age, though. He's looking yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, you know, that, that viral meme of, you know, of what happened with him at the inauguration, <laughs> of course. Yeah, do you think man. do you think his new new position, though, uh, may actually end up making old Joe, Uncle Joe look better? Than he should look because now isn't he like chairman of like um he's like the he's like the senate budget, yeah senate budget um, committee chairman, chairman which you know so, like having a, a democratic socialist in that seat is uh it's pretty nifty right um right now it is and i'm gonna connect this back to you know when i'm thinking about the um biden's administration what we could probably expect for like black people and i would say all people of color and honestly i think bernie i don't think bernie's gonna make biden in that sense look better mm-hmm. because if I mean, granted, see, I'm about to say, see, there's say some, it, some, dude. Some, no, this is X rated podcast right yeah, here. Man. Man. I'm, <laughs> I'm just thinking, I'm like, because common sense to me is saying that if you if you pay attention to the rhetoric and what we have seen so far with Joe Biden in comparison to what we have seen in Bernie Sanders, specifically in the last few months, mm-hmm. you cannot tell me that if Bernie Sanders push for someone does something and it's good that. Oh my God, Joe Biden did a great job working with Bernie. He's like, no, everyone knows that you aren't pushing, you're not pushing for anything. That's my issue with Biden. He wants to. But you know do- how we are, though. Like anything that gets done under whoever's presidency, it, it's going to ultimately, get yeah, get ultimately, I was telling right. my girlfriend this the other day, it ultimately yeah. gets, you know, chalked up to, oh, the Biden administration or, you know, right. the, the Trump administration, whoever. I think for, but so I think a lot of people, I will make Biden look good in some circumstances. If Bernie is successful in a lot of things that he's mm. he's approaching and working with Biden, yeah, it'll make him look good. But then it's gonna be the things that they are on opposite ends. Yeah. Like, you know, Bernie like Biden said, Okay, we're gonna do this or try this. And Bernie said, actually, this is better. And this this particular thing is a lot better for the American people. And a vast majority of American people support this idea against what you're trying to do. So when you have those instances where they diverge in, mm-hmm. you know, their approaches and what they think needs to be done. Then I might start to say, I'm like, now, Biden, you're starting to seem very out of touch. Like, if if you're like me and pay attention, <laughs> I do believe he is out of touch. Oh, yeah. Like, Biden's out of touch. I, so I agree. I actually yes. think he's uh, he's low-key senile, but, you know, that's just my opinion. I think a lot of people have been feeling that way, especially during the campaign trail. But honestly, man, I, 
I think my biggest thing for, you know, especially for black people, like pay attention to his administration. I, first off, don't fall for the whole, you know, oh, he was Barack Obama's vice president type BS. Cause I, I know that's why a lot of black people voted for yeah. Biden. Yeah. Especially in South Carolina. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Which turned the tide of the like primary at that point. So mm. honestly, I mean, he was, he, Biden says some good stuff. Like he wants, I know, I don't know the specifics, but I know there are some things about like, you know, criminal justice reform mm. or criminal, like, you know, dealing with criminal justice, you know. AKA undoing the shit he did. Oh, um, yep, did I say exactly, that out loud? Exactly. I'm sorry. <laughs> so That's what I'm saying. If you pay attention and you know about these things, you'll be aware. Like, you know, mainstream media, like MSNBC and CNN and all them places that love the Democrats and Joe Biden, they sweep that type of stuff under the rug. They yeah. don't want nobody to think about that. Yeah, man. But um, but you have that. So I think really just pay attention, not specifically to just the things that he says and tries to do when it comes to like, you know, criminal justice reform and things of that nature. But let, pay attention to the other things. What does he do in regards to like he he came out, I believe, in support of $15 minimum wage. Mm -hmm. He's trying mm -hmm. to do a lot of things that will put America back on the stage when it comes to addressing climate change. Because let's remember, a lot of the issues that are going on in this country that are really affecting black people and people of color in a negative way is not just what we're seeing with the police brutality and criminal justice. It's yeah. the stuff like, oh, because the issues with climate change, you know, C communities that are being affected in a negative way the most are low-income communities that unfortunately tend to be highly black people of color this is so, why i you love know, you g this is i'm telling you man this this kid who no. you guys are listening to he is the truth g. man that's the thing but you have to just pay attention to all that stuff so all right what you gonna do about criminal justice reform and dealing with police brutality what you gonna do about addressing climate change and and all that stuff. What you gonna do about addressing poverty yep. and jobs? Like it's all those things that come into play because unfortunately, we're in a we're in a state in this country that anything negative or wrong going on with this country or any approach that we're mm -hmm. not doing properly, it it's gonna vastly affect negatively. By the way, people yep. of color more than white people. Yep. It's just the it's just the it's how it's always been. So just pay attention to those, to literally honestly. I know I'm just saying pay attention to everything that he says he's going to do. Like, are you really going to do these things that are really going to support, you know, people who need help? Well, um, let's talk about money, man, because, you know, he's apparently he's talking about, you know, cutting some checks, getting rid of student debt, some other stuff. Is this stuff that you actually think has any legs or you think it's just ch <laughs> chatter like it typically is and then it'll, it'll fade away after a few weeks? So this is the issue. This is one of the things I really hate about politics, especially with Democrats. Um they they lie they well the republicans do too but they'll say <laughs> they'll say something that sounds so good that everybody supports yep. and as soon as the democrats get what they want they back out of it yep. so obviously they'll find some way to get out of it they'll be like oh exactly. the republicans didn't support okay executive so order gonna, we can't do that <laughs> exactly. so, so for a second we're going to talk these checks yeah, so yeah. obviously thanks to bernie sanders mm-hmm and there was another individual. I'm not going to say his name because at the time, everybody's like, oh, it's a Republican. He's doing a good thing. At least going against his colleagues. But he was also one of those individuals that was saying the whole voting, the whole election was rigged and led to the oh, insurrection yeah. to happen. So I'm not going to say his nah. name, but him along with Bernie came back because at one point we weren't going to get, we weren't going to get checks. Many months ago, it looked like the next round, the next stimulus package they wanted to do, we were going to elite the it looked like everybody agreed on $1,200 checks mm -hmm. out of nowhere over the next, the following few months that fell out. And it was like no checks. So then people were like, nah, we want those checks. So, you know, Bernie, this individual stood up, held up processes, did a lot of things during the holidays. Yeah. Got yeah. a 600. That didn't, that didn't get on the news. I don't think not as, not as great as it should have been on the news. It should have, but it got a $600. Yeah. So we went from a almost guaranteed 1200 to zero to to 600 and then trump dropped the bombshell on everybody was like nah this is pathetic everybody should get two thousand dollars two stacks and then black people were crazy the democrats like ran with that shit used their own republicans and also two thousand dollar checks but the issue with that was 
they were saying that, but I guess there were a lot of things that were going to expire with like unemployment mm-hmm, benefits mm-hmm. and stuff like that, that it went from saying, okay, we're going to fight for the 2000, but Hey, Mr. Pre- well, former president Trump, they, people were pushing him to still sign that same bill. And a lot of people said, we're going to fight to up that money. So they did it. He signed Trump signed it. I don't think everybody got that 600. Cause the last time they did check payments, it was like, so Many people didn't get it, and yeah. a lot of people who were dead got people. sent checks that mm-hmm. are dead. Mm-hmm. I don't know; they messed it up. Listen, so you know, I want to I want to throw this little little uh, tiny little thing in here really quick mm-hmm. for anyone who may be listening and 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 say, you know, why should we get or why should the government be cutting two thousand dollar checks? First, as we all know, we're in the middle of a pandemic, right? We're, yep. Smack dab in it where we don't see any light at the end of the tunnel. There's a little, nope. there's some little rays, but there's no light, right? Yeah, no. Secondly, light. every other industrialized country across the yep. globe has been paying, speak, paying speak. for their citizens to be at home right now. True. And Americans are like, yo, two thousand dollars. We can't do that. I mean, can can you six hundred? Six hundred work? Like we gotta like, get out of this mindset of like thinking that like we're we're breaking the bank by not putting our lives on at risk, you know? Like right. that's, that's and, so silly. And no, that that's true. And honestly, I'm like, six hundred dollars is is a joke. Two thousand dollars is still a joke. A joke, yeah. Like a lot of people were like, you know, Bernie and I was like, no, we need two thousand dollars month monthly. Yeah, that's all active. From the start of pandemic to months after that's pandemic. why i love that guy <laughs> that's, that, i'm gonna be honest bro like no way that i was gonna have him. i was like i would love that please yeah, yeah. i'm like because my mind says like yeah there's some things i could buy but then also i could pay off some debt that i have yep. so i'm like yep. i was like yo and, and for listen, me if, i don't if, need <laughs> yeah yeah i know I, I was gonna go right there too one i don't need it but like listen this is what it is this is what it boils down to if our government actually cared about us the least the least that could have been done at the start of this is cancel all debt and bills. That's Facts. the least. That's the yep. least. Very least. But we have a government that caters to corporations. Right. This is what I talk about all the time on the podcast whenever I get into government stuff or politics. Right, exactly. That needs to change. That has Very to much. change. Because mm-hmm. it's sickening, bro. Like It's just absolutely nah. sickening that we're sitting here. People are still worried about paying their, their hospital bills, their college bills, their, their yeah. mortgages, and all their this rent. stuff. Yeah, while oh yeah, rent. While you you are like almost forced to stay at home because you don't want to get sick. Because yeah, if you get and, sick, then that's at, a medical bill. Yeah, yeah and at this point, even if you get... And some people... Because like a lot of people lost their jobs, and some people still have their jobs, but it's because of the nature of their job and a lot of places unfortunately are 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 shitty just to be real mm-hmm. they will have to go in with not the protections that they yep. would yep. ideally want and they don't want to risk it but then it's like i gotta get a paycheck to take care of myself and my family so i have to do this and we're not doing anything to help a lot of people and that is insane and honestly with these checks they you know democrats pushed it during the georgia runoff uh, races for the last two Senate seats. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, I think most of us didn't think the Democrats win because that is a stronghold typically for Republicans. Mm-hmm. They won. The Democrats <laughs> won. And why? Because they said you won't get $2,000 checks. Yep. Fast forward now, yep. it went from $2,000 checks down to $1,400 checks mm-hmm. to add on to the $600 to make $2,000. Now, I my last episode where I was talking about President Joe Biden mm-hmm. and so far, like his first like week or so, I brought that up. And honestly, I thought they meant we're gonna give you six hundred. Yeah, yeah. I like I like later. how you broke that down. Actually, I yeah, think yeah. I think you you conveyed the confusion that is around this whole topic altogether. Like, like right. what do y'all mean? Like, y'all gonna add to the six hundred or like are you, are we getting? Uh, uh, just the fourteen hundred, and that's like that, supposed to be this new thing. Like that's yeah. what I was thinking, and that's what I thought they meant because it's it's it's, it's politics. I know this is probably what they meant. That's why I assume. Mm-hmm. But watching the like you know the progressive sources I watch on YouTube and stuff like that, they kind of made a good point. Even if that's what they meant, the rhetoric, the ads, the imagery. Everything was specifically saying two thousand dollars. 
Not fourteen hundred dollars to get to two thousand. You said two thousand dollar checks. Yeah, fourteen hundred. You ain't gonna win no election for fourteen hundred. You you'll that's, win an election for two thousand. Two. That's two what bands. That, we need two. That's bands. what I'm saying. So, and a lot of people <laughs> think I'm like. And honestly, you know, I thought they meant fourteen hundred, but at the end of the day, I was like, nah. But I'm all for giving everybody two thousand. I might make it total twenty six hundred. Yeah, 2, like for real. Yeah. Like we pay taxes. Uh, we uh, doing listen, all this shit. Come on, man. And that's the worst part about all this is I think there's something on the back end that's going to happen with people's taxes, with people's write-offs, with all that stuff. That's what that, people are thinking about. Too, yeah, right? because, I mean, like, one, we just know, like, this is our government, right? Part of us, we know we're all jaded in this in a certain way. I just laid it out right. earlier. But, like, we know, like, this government ain't giving us shit for free because that's just how it works. That's just how they operate. So, yeah, they man. gave us, they've given us a total, if you've gotten all of the stimulus payments, you've gotten a total of 1800 Yeah, like, am I going to have to, am I going to have to foul? Am I going to have to make sure that that gets claimed during tax season? I mean, I don't know. And and that's, nah, that's, that's it's nah, scary that's, to think about, man. Right no, nah, that's true, man. And at this point, based off what I heard, um, Joe Biden, Democrats, now that they have control of both the House and the Senate, they're dragging their feet. So now it's making mm-hmm. it seem like, oh, it's $1,400, Chess. Oh, we're going to try to get to it soon, but it might now, we might not vote on this package because it's not just the checks. There's a lot of other stuff yeah. that they were trying yep. to push that are actually good things. Yep. But now they're like dragging their feet saying, oh, it might be March or April when we do that. And I'm like, dude, we don't got time. Nope. Like, what the fuck? You literally say immediately 2K checks, and then you were going to pass this package that had a lot of good stuff that was going to help a lot of people, help a lot of states. Uh, unemployment stuff, and now you're dragging your feet. I'm like, you have control of both the House, the Senate, and the presidency, There's no and you are dragging your reason. feet. Man, so. And you know, whenever this happens, and, and the last time it happened, I, I believe I was too young to re- recall, but anytime that this happens with, with Democrats, you you hear the saddest thing, and, and it's, now let's talk about bar- bipartisanship. Now let's. You can't do this without. As you gotta. Biden's thing right now. Yeah, like no, bro. This is the time to go ape shit go right in. now. They don't give a fuck, and a lot of us <laughs> Americans say we know they don't give a fuck. Do not, because Joe Biden's You're like gonna all waste about, eight I want to work with Republicans. Like, do why? Please yeah. don't. Yeah. Like you just sign these executive orders. I'm like, apparently he can wipe out all student debt with a with a stroke of a pen. Man, you can I'm do a waiting lot of on it, like, bro. Dude. Do something that's going to help American people. We got to work yeah. with Republicans. I'm going to be honest. A vast majority of Republicans do not give a fuck. They don't. Dude, do not give it's, a fuck. It's that simple. They're going to play They're gonna play that violin card of now we need bipartisanship. We need to bring the country together. We need I mean, healing now, all now that they, stuff. Now they're talking about the national debt. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, of course. After, yeah, they're bringing that back. After so, that oh dude just signed, what, uh, two packages with trillions of dollars in it? Oh, my. Yeah. yeah crazy. And then they were doing all their taxes. Yeah, man. So, I mean, that's. That that's it, man. I don't know, man. That's why I'm like, I'm not optimistic about the Biden administration. He's he's done some some good executive orders going in, mm-hmm. but then overall, when it comes to getting stuff done, a lot of us are thinking to ourselves: if you pay attention to the last year or two and how so many things were blocked, primarily because of Mitch McConnell and the and the Republicans in the Senate, mm-hmm. you know they're not going to try to work with anybody, especially if it has something to do with money. So mm-hmm. you need to do the things that help the American people. And I'm frustrated thinking about that because people are, we're all sitting here like you have control, like do something. There are people who are desperate. There are people that, you know, can't pay rent. There are yeah. people that can't get food. Yeah. Like literally when I left my home this morning, left my apartment, I, I saw it, which there's a community center right here by my apartment. Mm-hmm. There were lines for a food bank, bro. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. people need help, and we're just too. dragging our feet. So I, man, I you don't know, know man. and it's crazy because this ties into to something that I'm very passionate about, as you know. But like, we we tend to look at things through very segmented eyes, right? Like, so like, yes, I, I I'm fine right now. We we good. We working from right. home. You know, gee, you doing the same thing, right? Like, we good, yep. but like. And we can sit here and we can, you know, you know, politic about, you know, whether we deserve two two bands or not. But like, like you said just now, there are people out here that need that, bro. Like, that they need that. Bro. And need it's it. and for me, like, that's also led into another form of of uh, of 
I guess, um, paranoia or, or uh, what is it, anxiety, is just knowing that, because money is, the economics are tied to crime. I live in, I live in the nation's capital. Like, if you don't know about the nation's capital, just Google it outside of yep. the, outside of the whole mall and stuff, right? Right, exactly. Yep. People, when they get hungry, shit's going to start to happen. Yep. That's just how it works. You know what I mean? And so it's it's really imperative, I think, that we understand how that ties in, man. Like, I try to do what I can. I got a neighbor who I, I help out all the time. Um, not, you know, not trying to, you know, call, you know, to my own horn or whatever. But, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's real out here. And if you don't think it's real out here, just, like, find somebody who it's real for. Find find somebody find somebody who's out here like that, and, and you'll see. Because uh, two bands, yeah, we can laugh and say, yeah, two bands. I can do a lot with that. I canceled debt. I can do a lot with that. But there are people who actually need that stuff right now, man. Yep. Like, very true. That's crazy.